Even when I work on it, I dance. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I only had that song on like on TikTok, and everyone was talking about Drake's verse. And then when I went to listen to it, like I really thought it would be must be really bad, but it's fine. Like it's not yeah. exciting. It's not particularly the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I saw it as like you know Drake is doing Jay Huss a favor by being on that song. <laughs> I know Jay Huss is Jay Huss, but there's people who are now going to listen to that song who had no idea who Jay Huss was. So even if it's bad, mm. like, and also I feel like Drake is one of the goats. Doesn't yeah. matter, like he he's been around so long. So I feel like I feel like that's why people criticize. Yeah, him. people are going to criticize him more like intensely than they would other rappers. And I think it's literally a verse on not a random person, but yeah, pretty much for most of his listeners, like a random person. Yeah, it's song. it's just because people expect so much from yeah. Drake. They wouldn't they wouldn't go in this much on anybody else and do think pieces and YouTube videos on why they didn't like Drake's verse. It's because it's Drake. That's why that's even people, more but people don't like Drake. Well, they do like Drake anymore, but I think everyone just it's just cool to call him like corny and all this other kind of stuff, isn't it? It always kind of was, but now people just act like they don't love Drake more as much. Nah, as they, they do. do. We we they they everybody loves Drake. They, he's mm, he's like goat. Drake. I like Drake, yeah, but I'm not like a I'm not a super 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 fan. I, I like res- I like his music. I respect Drake. I I just think what it is. He's been around for he so long. Music. He's he is a bridge between two generations. He is what like gen the millennials and Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I just think yeah, musically, I really like Drake. Whenever I see anything about him as a as a person just get someone it just seems like annoying he seems like he has too much money to he comes across like he cares a lot what people think about him and i don't understand why yeah i don't know i think i don't know maybe he just wears his heart on his sleeve i do you know what it is with drake i think he's just too involved but someone like that's you know like beyonce he's he's like she knows what's going on but she you don't know she knows what's going on for sure but Drake is like everywhere, which is why he can find the J-Hus and say, I'm going to do a song with you. Why he can pop up at a Section Boys um, concert Mm-mm. is because he's too in the, the weeds. Like, no, do you know what I mean? I feel like he really likes UK culture. He does because he's from Canada. So it makes sense. But yeah, I feel like he really likes UK culture. and it's, So it's, does French Montana. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like I have musically I have no issue with Drake, but his whole vibe is like, you know, Beyonce has some, um, even Rihanna, they both, obviously they're both women, but they both have like, some mystery about them. It's not like you think Rihanna has mystery. About yeah, her? what mystery? She does have mystery. Like she's not uh-huh. like you don't. We don't know so much about like Rihanna's life. We don't. Do we not? No, we Are know that. Sure? What with that? She's she's with ASAP and she got a baby. She's not Rihanna's not like out there. Even when she was like living in London allegedly for all this time, like she's not. She's not out there like posting like her life life on Instagram. Now but is that recently, just because she's unproblematic rather than like she's got mystery about her? I feel like there's like an like we don't know everything that, everything about Rihanna. I don't think we know everybody. I don't think I she's feel like mis- we know about her because she, the stuff that she shows us is, is really in aid of Fenty. Yeah, but I don't think that she's like mysterious. Like I don't think there's a mystery to her. I feel like she's not. She's not the kind of celebrity I think just puts herself out there for the sake of being out there. I I can agree with that. So let me let me explain to you. like even I love Kiki Palmer, but let's say someone like Kiki Palmer, yeah. Like she's really she should like she doesn't really have mystery about her like it's all out there do you get what I mean? But I love her. It's not as a bad in that thing. we know how she thinks. We know we know everything. Like she'll come on like live and she'll just talk. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Rihanna, it's like you don't. I don't feel like anyone can really feel like if they do they're crazy, but you can't really feel like you know Rihanna. These people that feel like they know Beyonce, they're also mad. Like you can't. Is that is not as accessible? Whereas Drake, like, as if, I don't know, he just feels accessible. And I feel like if he if he was like a regular guy, he would fall into the sassy man category. And I don't know why. It's just the, it's see just how the, you're talking about Drake is how I feel about Diddy. Diddy would definitely be a sassy man. He 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 would definitely. <laughs> if you look good at that. No, anyway, but yeah, I like Drake, but I just feel like he just his he doesn't he seems like someone you I don't know. He's just he's uh, he falls into the sassy man category. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just not my fact. You just don't expect that from Drake. Well, what have you been up to this week? Um, I have officially started my Harry Potter marathon. Oh, have you? Yeah, so we're now 
about to start number four. Okay. So the Goblet of Fire. Okay. So it's it's good. You've gone past my favorite then. Which one is your favorite one? Prisoner of Azkaban. Do you know? What, yeah. From what book or the film? Both. Uh, it's not one of my favorite. I actually prefer the Goblet of Fire. Do you? Yeah. And I. Yeah. No. I really prefer the Goblet of Fire. I think it's a bit more like from a film, even in the book, in the book actually, but the film is a bit more action. You think compared to Fresh Prince of Mask fan? That's yeah. A, that's a good film. I literally just watched it yesterday and I was like, it's good. But I remember thinking, yeah, this is not my fave. But I enjoy every single, like, I'm just enjoying it all. And also, because I'm watching it with someone who's never watched before, I'm like, at points, I'm looking through, has he clocked, has he clocked? Has he clocked this, has he clocked that? So yeah, that is literally the most exciting thing that I've done, I've done this week. But I, it was a good week. Like I, I'm cool. I'm just trying to not do too much at the moment because I can feel like you know when your workload is piling up and stuff mm. like that. So I'm trying to relax. But it's been the first time in a while that I've been able to just have a weekend where I could do something like yeah, yeah. Okay. And and I, 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 I'm almost caught up in Love Island. Almost. Yes, I'm. I'm like two episodes away. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's just, it's yeah. it's an evening's work. I'm definitely up to date, but. Yeah, how's your week? Um, yeah, my baby turned two. Cute. I got a two-year-old. Don't say the terrible twos. I don't think he's. Um, I probably sound like every parent, but I don't think he's gonna like have a terrible twos. I don't stage really think like he's that. Either, to be honest, but I have seen a lot of TikTok saying three is the real number that people really? should be scared of. Yeah, so I don't know if that's true, parents, but. People say th- two is okay, three is where it's really like terrible, but no one mm. talks about it. Yeah. So yeah. So you got one more year, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was good. Like after having you know the traditional engagement and stuff, mm-hmm. I didn't have it in me, and neither did my man to like do anything crazy for his mm. birthday. So we literally just opened our front door and said, "If you have a child and you want to come in, you can come in." <laughs> So we had food, like my mum made some food and we had like some sand. We bought him some sand That's in like the, you know, that, brave, you know, well, it, you know, like the sand pit yeah. thing. He's got that with like water. I had to puzzle him, pour out. Cute. He's got his swing. I, so. I texted you, I was like, does he know it's his birthday? And you was like, no. He no, not he took some long nap. Like he did, <laughs> he did, he had fun, but I think he was just thinking, oh, oh great you know, day. Yeah, like I had a good day today, <laughs> not, not really knowing what's going on. And then, did you sing happy birthday? Yeah, we did. So what did he think then? He was just thinking, all right, everyone's singing. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think he was like, even his cake, I got tried to get him to blow out the candle and he was just like, Okay. I'm not supposed to play with fire Yeah and like I put cake on his mouth and he didn't like it So <laughs> yeah But yeah it was alright It was alright And then um, I was with family the day after for my granddad's five year Like memorial thing Aww. So again like Kobe could just run around With like loads of kids Like I was like at points I was like Where where is he? Where is Mm-mm. he? I can't see him So um, but yeah it was It was good I guess Yeah, yeah like you Busy know. Yeah, busy, very busy weekend. I'm waiting to have a calm weekend. But I don't like to do two things in a row. Like honestly, I don't like to have it's two horrible. Days where I'm doing stuff. It's horrible. I'm hoping I have a weekend soon where I don't have anything to do. But I feel like that's not coming mm. until like mid July. Yeah, I'm. I used to have like my normal the routine that I like is one day in, one day out on the weekend. I don't like being out both days, and this was the first weekend where I was like in like one day like a full day where i didn't have to do anything oh, and peaceful. actually it was only because my friend cancelled on me at the last moment mm. you know someone cancels on you and you're like oh i'm, so I'm not mad at that boy yeah so and on saturday actually i went to spend some time with um my boyfriend's family and then you know like sometimes being i love being nigerian but sometimes this is long <laughs> because his mom was like she's gonna cook and obviously did you have to help he, yeah, I have to offer. And then she was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So you actually, like, got in there and, like... Yeah, I, like, this is... Sometimes this would be nice just to be, like, oh, from one of the, like, you know, do you want to help? Oh, no, don't be silly. How could you... No, it was like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah come on, help. <laughs> yeah, come on, help. Wow. On, now I'm cleaning chicken on my side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I'm cleaning chicken and making jollof rice. I need to go home and make more jollof rice. Oh, my, my God. 
But yeah. That's so funny. And then there's me like every Wednesday when um my fiance and son go to his Mm-hmm. Parents, I'm looking forward because he always comes home with food. So I'm like, yeah, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I do not cook because wow, there's food. Yeah, no, I don't. It's the first time. Like, I just you know, you just offer. Like, I don't know. It's just my my Nigerian home training. I should have just closed my mouth, but you know, you don't want to seem rude. Yes, I guess you, you wouldn't know. You <laughs> would you not offer? Man, even on Christmas Day, like we slept over there. <laughs> No, but if you know someone's cooking, if you know his mum was cooking, wouldn't you offer to help? <laughs> Do you know what it is? I know his mum, like, she just doesn't, like, she just, she. by the time I'm ready to offer, she's almost done. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Is it because you offer when she's almost done? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Christmas Day, for example, mm. when she was cooking, like, I was still asleep. It was mad early, oh, okay. like, when she started cooking, like, before the crack of dawn. Mm. So by the time I come down, like, Everything's pretty much done and that just needs to go in the oven. So, yeah. And then teach me not to fuss up myself next time. HR. So, HR, um, we've got a few things to talk about, don't we? Where do we want to start? Shall I start with my plot twist story then? Yeah, go go for it. So, somebody who used to work for the Royal Mail... Scottish man but he was working in England he basically said that his manager was racist because his manager couldn't understand his Scottish accent Mm -hmm. and was constantly asking him to repeat himself Mm -hmm. and he felt and I quote that was just a bit racist so a little bit yeah and then um so one day he basically took it upon himself when essentially he got in trouble for something and his manager was having a word with him and he decided to record the conversation Mm -hmm. and in that conversation the manager is like yeah like um can you can you slow down a little bit like okay so i can understand you okay and then the the scottish guy is like oh um you know he started talking about notable Scottish people and the manager's like, yeah, you know, I saw this comedian live and, you know, I really like Scottish people, blah, blah. So it kind of like defeated the point that the other guy was trying to make. Anyway, it goes to court and the Scottish guy says, you know, he suffers from depression and anxiety and a, a contributing factor to that is the fact that every time he would go into work, he was constantly asked to repeat himself by his manager Mm -hmm. so the court actually ruled that that comes under harassment Mm -hmm. and ruled in his favor in that sense that you know it's harassment on what because of um um on his mental health because of what his mental health yeah oh no i expect that yeah but he didn't i from what i read i couldn't see if he got any money but it basically ruled in his favor in the end but they did say that you know this the manager is not racist and you just talk really fast fine as a fellow fast talker i understand yeah i understand so what should the manager have done so the manager should have been like please can you speak more slowly so that i can understand you i think the manager um no, sorry. I think the guy, the Scottish guy, just just wanted people, including his manager, to just understand him mm. without asking him to speed up or slow down. Yeah, I think he just thought, "Well, I'm Scottish. I'm not like not foreign." Yeah, I'm basically like I'm I'm not Japanese, for example. Yeah. So why can't you this understand di- me? This, this we're we're brothers and sisters. What's, yeah, 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 what's going on? Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I don't know. If, if there was a way he would he could he wouldn't have offended him um by saying anything but what is like if you are genuinely struggling to understand someone's accent what, what's the remedy for that so as someone who works for a global company i'm not gonna lie especially as somebody <laughs> who works nah i work in investigations yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm constantly Wordy. literally i am constantly taking notes of what people are saying mm-hmm. and sometimes you know i come across some accents where it's a it's a deep mm. struggle like mm. for me to capture the notes in the way that i would like to mm. because some it's just an accent i'm just not used to hearing all the mm-hmm. time 
And if I'm honest, I don't ask them to slow down. I just capture exactly <laughs> I just capture exactly what I can and then I send them my notes and yeah. I say if you want to add anything add or anything. I've missed anything. How do you know that I stuff that never happened? <laughs> When it's not adding words they never said. If, if, there's, if that's what they want to stand on, <laughs> no. But if there's anything that like significant that mm. they feel I've yeah. missed that needs to be captured, mm-hmm. then I'll say like, please add it if if it's something I've really missed. But I'll try and capture the essence, yeah, of what they're saying rather than verbatim, yeah. because like it's just a myth. I hate making notes in. I hate making important notes. I just hate it. Like I hate the idea that I might miss something. Obviously, I have to do it, but I hate the idea that I might miss something off. Or write something, like, I don't know, not get the essence. And then I hate when I'm sending out notes and then people have, like, I don't know. I just feel, I find it to be quite a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's not every day. Like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. And you know what? Yeah, I um, I hate when people expect you to make verbatim notes. Like, I'm literally. I actually enjoy making verbatim notes. I'm not going to lie. What do you do? Write in shorthand. I cannot capture everything you're saying. I do, and I in my speech that I give to people before I start taking notes, I say I am taking your notes verbatim. So please, um, like, bear with me. Do you know what I hate? You know why I can't take verbatim notes? You know when you're in investigation and not investigation. I love so. it because I want you to see exactly what you said, like X Y Z, and I my eyebrows raised. I, I want you to read it. I don't like taking verbatim notes because, um, you know when sometimes you you're in a hearing or some sort, and they're doing back and forth. I will literally write if as long as like it's not gonna jeopardize anything, but I will literally write back and forth about this <laughs> because like or I write you know the initials and who was talking about it because when they're doing when you're going back and forth and you've said the same thing three or four yeah, times yeah, yeah. You, I don't I don't write it when it's, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 it's yeah. reiterating the same thing yeah, and it's yeah. like this is the point we've heard four times already like what is the value of me including it again none yeah 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 I know I just i can't yeah but i do enjoy taking it verbatim because sometimes people say some mad things i'm like i want you to see exactly what you said <laughs> i don't even like my own handwriting i hate reading my own handwriting back oh i type you type i type i don't write the hell may right huh you write yeah, in I write 2023 notes. i write notes you are so literally you are boomer for true sometimes it's nothing better than a pen but i, I can't do. even understand what i say what i've written sometimes that's why i don't write because I, I end up scribbling. I used to um, read my, you know, your exam paper back. And I used to read it back and think, God, this one's with you, boy. Because I don't even know what I've written. And I, I got good grades. <laughs> like, even in, like, some of my, like, tax exams and stuff, we had to give advice. I would read it back and I would think, what? They must be used to seeing bad handwriting. Yeah, they must be. And my handwriting is really, really, really bad. Like, I don't know what happened. Because everyone in my, not that handwriting runs in your family, but... Why I don't understand why my handwriting so bad. I've got like doctor style handwriting. Do you? Mm, I've bad. got good handwriting. You've got what? I've got good handwriting. You see, you seem like you have good handwriting. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. My handwriting is chaotic. You know them people that read their handwriting. I don't know what they would think about me. You know when they can tell what <laughs> yeah. kind of person you are from your handwriting. Mine, I don't know. They I can't be- believe you write. I defo type. Really? Yeah, I type. No, I, I even I, tell I do people type sometimes, but I just. All the time. Mm. I even tell people if it looks like I'm not looking at you, it's because I'm typing. Mm. Yeah. No. Also, I find that, like, now you can use the transcription stuff in Teams when it's like a... I, yeah. I use transcription, then I'll use the transcription to make notes. Obviously, I'll write my own notes, yeah, but then yeah, I find yeah. that that's quite good as well. Yeah, we don't use Teams, but yeah, I'm aware. Do you have... Whatever you use, does it have transcription? Mm-mm. I don't know. It's really helpful. So now I don't mind, like, if it needs to be sort of, like, verbatim. Um, I didn't even know. I thought it was so old school. I didn't know companies still do it. But there are quite a few companies now that you that are just note takers. You just dial them into a call. I've been using one recently. You just dial them into a call. You send them the link, and they sit there, and they make notes. And then they send you the verbatim notes. I love that. Yeah, it's great. But yeah. I didn't even know that it was a thing. I thought... No, but the people are note takers. So all them like, old school secretaries and people that can... It makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot yeah, of sense. it makes sense. I love that. Yeah, so they just sit there and they make notes. And obviously they capture the essence of the conversation. And they, the notes are like verbatim. They say who's in, like, they make minutes, verbatim notes. They do everything. I love that. 
it's great. Yeah, I'm all about like outsourcing now. Like if there's something that I don't have to do yeah. that you can pay for and it's like not of good value for you to do. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. We've digressed small. We have. Not really, but. But yeah. Yeah. What else is in the HR news world? The chief pilot at Ryanair has been fired for sexual harassment. Yeah, it's bad. I'm rolling my eyes. Anyone yeah. who's so, listening. So, um, basically, there was a whistleblower and they made a um, complaint to, I think, the Aviation Authority or something. And they did an investigation and they found, well, I don't know what they found, but um, they fired him. So, obviously, they believed the whistleblower and whatever they found was enough to um, actually fire him. Not like, oh, he resigned because of, like, he was... Yeah, um, and they said that he did things like um, he would send like sexually inappropriate messages to female pilots, and then he even like changed the rotor of where people were flying so that he could fly next to, like, fly with the women that he wanted to fly next to. Disgusting! It's disgusting, isn't it? And like, like aviation and pilots and stuff is just one of those places where obviously women are so underrepresented. And imagine like going through all of that, and it probably is a struggle. You're in like the minority. You're trying to prove yourself. Now you're finally like one of the few female pilots, and then you come to work only for the chief pilot, the most senior pilot who's got like, you know, um, responsibility for stuff like training and all this other kind of stuff. For him to be harassing you, like, what is that? That's horrible. That is horrible, and. It's an abuse of power as well, isn't it? Because he's a chief pilot. Exactly. You know, people probably felt like they had to listen when he did change schedules and wanted to fly with XYZ person. Yeah. But you see what right now should be focusing on? While they're here having us on these, like, planes that are buses and charging £100,000 for a suitcase... You need to look in your home. <laughs> Ryanair will never change. They, I'm, I'm, I'll stand on this because they have no incentive. Like even me, I hate myself for it. But I like certain destinations. It makes sense to fly Ryanair. Or obviously, I've got family in Ireland. So if BA is trying to charge me 120 pound for a flight that I can get from Ryanair for 15 pound, like Ryanair, you'll see me. Like let's just be real. And mm. that's what they do. Like I told you when I saw that TikTok of them. You know when they turn the plane into a face? Oh, and, and it's laughing. Were, yeah, it's laughing at the people <laughs> saying that they're never gonna book or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're never gonna change. That, but that's what they should be focused on. Yeah. But after flying with Wiz, I'm good with Rhino. Why? Do you know? Wiz if, Air. If, if, if I have a flight booked with is Wiz Air. The worst. I've actually got you know that flight that I was talking about. It's with yeah. Wiz, Wiz Air. Wiz Air is the worst airline I Look, have You're not even afraid ever. of ruining the bag, so it must I, be bad. I will rip their singlet every time. <laughs> that is the worst airline. I've got a airline. flight booked with them. Oh, my gosh. You know they make Ryanair look like Emirates. I, I say that. Listen, Wiz Air is the worst airline I've what ever What did they do with. to you? Why is the fun saying this? It's horrible. This? It's just horrible. Like, you just, like, it, sh- it shouldn't be allowed. It's illegal. Everything. Man. It's so bad. Like, I'm flying with them this week. Oh, you're flying with No, no, no. But they're the only airline that fly well. there. They're the only airline that fly to that destination. Oh. No other. I was, like, literally looking. I was even willing to take it indirect mm. for a three-hour just flight. So you could, uh, just so I didn't have to take with. Mm. I flew with them to Greece in January. Mm-hmm. And it was literally hell. It was my first time. And I thought it was my last I'm I'm gonna let you know how my flight goes. I'll let you know how it goes, but I'm I'm quite low maintenance when it comes to flying. Like I I think I am too. I would anyway. That's, that's, okay, you are too. Thank you. I th- I think I am. So and it's just it's the worst. Like. But what can I need people to explain? What I did say, someone I know, she's a travel content creator. She said that they wouldn't let her check in online, and then they charged her at the airport. Yeah, they charge you like fifty five euros if you don't um, check in online. But for example. Um, I'm supposed to fly on Wednesday and they haven't allowed me to put my details in yet to check in. Mm. So it's like, you want me to pay that 54? I'm yeah. not going to, we'll fight. But do you know what I mean? Like mm. everything is, the aeroplane is literally like this big. <laughs> like my man is tall, but he's not like a giant. Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah. 6'1". And his, yeah. his leg was literally like sticking out the side onto the aisle because like the, 
the plane, the plane was so it's smaller than the Ryanair plane. Like it's horrible. Anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, I'll, well, I will live to tell the tale, but hopefully, it's not so bad this time. I just get on planes and sleep, and I just wake up at my destination. So, good luck sleeping on a Wizz Air flight. I can sleep on a bike. Like I don't have that issue. <sighs> I sleep immediately as I get on the plane. <laughs> You're a kid. I am. I basically am. I struggle to stay asleep in the car, like to stay awake in the car. Oh, really? You're one yeah. of those people. And I hate when people fall asleep when I'm driving. Yeah. What the hell? Am I an Uber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Wake nice. up. That's not nice. That's only happened to me once where I fell asleep while someone was driving. Oh no! Now it's really bad. I hate when people fall asleep with me. But when I'm in the car with my boyfriend, I always say to him, "Oh, do you want me to stay awake and talk, or should I sleep?" So that you can sleep. And he always said, "That's fine to sleep." And he just puts on some football podcast, and everyone's happy. I get to sleep because listen to his podcast. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. That's and he doesn't want to talk to me. And those, I would talk. If you say you want to talk, I'll talk for two hours. We could be driving for two hours. We we know, Lola. <laughs> I will talk for two hours. I'll take two breaths. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't want it. But yeah, so he he was fired. I think it was really good. And there's been quite a few stories recently about whistleblowers. Mm. And like, it's really hard, you know, like to be, like to be the one. The whistleblower. As, yeah, especially when you're, like we spoke yeah when your career could be at risk like the chief pilot that's a big person to whistleblow on like the most senior person who does what you do in your organization that's true but i do feel like by the time a lot of people whistleblow it's because like every, the writings are all on the wall like it's there's just a lot of it's so much yeah do. like it just can't be ignored by the time like you get some i've had people whistleblow and it's like what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know you shouldn't have done this. Like, why are you, why are you wasting everyone's time? But majority of the time, yeah. by the time someone whistleblows, yeah. it's like, you know, it needed to happen. On on a related, but not related topic, have you seen the videos of those Downing Street parties? Oh, I haven't seen them, but I've heard about them. I just can... Do you know what? Boris Johnson writing for the Daily Mail. I know, I'm getting how much? I am so sick of this government. I'm sick of Boris Johnson in general. I think it's sick that like he stepped down as an um, MP and then suddenly this is when the videos were being released. Like, mm. where are the bodies? Like, who knows where the bodies are buried? Because suddenly, where he, like he's finally escaped like accountability. He's had his hearing. Now he's not even an MP. He can't be forced to resign or fired or mm. whatever. Now this is when all the video and the videos were bad. Like, there's no way, you know, all of this, oh, I don't know if you could say it was a party. Was it a party? Maggie, it was a party. People were dancing. Like, it was a party. And now he's writing for the Daily Mail and he couldn't even be writing about politics. He said he'll try not to. So do you think that him getting a job at the Daily Mail was down to connections and referrals? I think the Daily Mail is full of people with no moral compass. Like, I'm sure there are maybe some in there. But they will literally do anything for likes, for views, for engagement. Like they're they're just engagement hoes. So I think I don't even think it was down to connections. Like he was the PM. Like they just mm. he's just like the same way they would offer something to Piers Morgan. Anybody who appeals to their audience, and obviously they have this like raging right wing audience. Mm. So and he he is the he's the front man for that so of course they'll love him yeah do you know what i genuinely don't understand about this country what? i feel like if this was america and videos came out like that like there would be so much uproar there would be like it, i just there'd be it's, a lot of like yeah. you know backlash i just feel like so much has happened with this political party and as a country we've all just like sat back and like done nothing that's our vibe apathy like it's so apathy is our vibe it's very black we're so apathetic to everything like you like we just don't care about so much stuff that probably we should care and until like you know on your doorstep this country though they will moan to everybody they'll moan to their neighbor they'll moan to their work colleague they'll moan to the person and do nothing nothing. yeah that's our vibe that's what this you know what it means to be british we like to moan but we don't we won't rock the boat that's literally our whole brand it's mad that's our whole brand you see um joe biden say god save the queen at the end of some speech he gave hello people are saying he's got 
dementia. He needs to retire. <laughs> he needs to. Re- did I you see? Did you see that Trump went to a restaurant and said like it's all on him, and they're left without paying. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> these, these politicians are so funny, man. Nah, uh, I definitely think like <laughs> does j- journalism does have like a professional code of ethics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's it? The British journalism, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like your code of ethics or your code of conduct should have something in there around con- conflict of interest, or like. There's no way you could have been the previous MP, I mean, previous PM, and now you write for the Daily Mail. That's why, why I, that's why I asked you, like, if it's also connections and stuff, because, yeah, like... I mean, being the Prime Minister is the ultimate connection. It's true, it's true. Speaking of... Segway Queen. Connections. A new report um, found the UK is rife with net nepotism mm. so 42 percent of workers have gained jobs after being referred by someone they know mm-hmm. almost almost all those respondents were men who were mo- most likely to leverage personal connections to boost mm-hmm. their careers mm-hmm. and almost half of the men on the survey so 48 percent said they had gained a job through someone they knew compared to 36% of women. So how do we define nepotism versus networking? Nepotism versus networking. Yeah, I think that's a good um, distinction. So nepotism is the practice among those with power or influence of favouring relatives, friends, or associates especially by giving them jobs okay yeah so i i interpret that as a manager a director somebody who has the influence to um influence the recruiting process Mm -hmm. and say actually this is this is your person and it's like a personal connection isn't it because actually networking could be i met you at an event we don't have a personal connection and actually that's not Obviously, that wouldn't be nepotism if you mm. then introduce me to someone. But if you're like a friend, a relative, like you know, a family, I know some other kind of connection, then actually that's when it would become nepotism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not against nepotism <laughs> for you, <laughs> for my people. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against nepotism, but. I d- I've I've seen it like I've mm. I've seen nepotism in the workplace and I was like well when one of my first jobs the um the HR director brought in his niece so his wife's um sister's daughter mm-hmm. and she came in as a HR intern I don't even think she wanted to really like do it but mm. she needed something mm. to do. Mm. She was getting an annual salary. Like it wasn't even like she was, you know, just having her travel paid for and stuff. She left. She came back because like a HR admin, like a proper one. Mm. And that was one of my first experiences of nepotism close mm. up. And I was like, wow. I, I saw it Crazy. early. I saw it early. Like when I was at Deloitte, they they have like a big summer vacation scheme or what they call it, like a summer internship program. And then it's like quite difficult to get on it. But then they had an informal um, summer or like an informal internship program where there was no application process. So really it was mostly the kids of partners or like high profile clients that they would put on it. So imagine you'd see these like, these just ordinary uh, students coming in doing all the testing doing all the interviews assessment centers and they'll be sat next to someone whose dad is a partner and imagine the kind of like how that's going to boost your cv to have that you worked at a big four like professional service mm. firm on your cv and you did nothing but yeah show up that's why i say i'm not against nepotism but i also think with nepotism it kind of just reinforces like the systematic prejudice that we have at all all levels like you know if a majority of partners for example in the big four are straight white men Mm. then they're going to bring in another generation of white people because i won't just say it's going to be men because they'll have daughters yeah they'll have daughters (laughs) but it will be another just another level 
of seeing the majority yeah. in the same position. It's most problematic from a, a race and a class perspective. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, so I I get it, but at the same time, I do f- I I am for nepotism at the same time. An underrepresented group. I am because like it's 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 really hard. So you I, can bring someone in. Yeah. Like I I think I've I've partaken in nepotism, but I didn't realize it was nepotism at the time. What did you do? Um, so in the same role where I was, I was a HR advisor actually at the time and, um, I was a generalist. So, you know, I, I also helped with recruitment. Mm. So I got two individuals that I know, one being one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a job where I work. And yeah, it was because like I was part of the recruitment process. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, this is your woman and this is your guy. Yeah. And they're going to be great. And well, you believe they're going to be great, right? Yeah, yeah. And no, I knew they they both stayed there. Like one stayed longer than I did. Mm. So um, yeah, like they were both really good. But I guess that was an example of nepotism, which is one for it. Yeah, I think if things were representative, like if the like the people who had the power to you know do some nepotism, if things were representative, I'd have no issues. If we had like a representative workforce, I would have less issues because then you. Like some of those biases would kind of it yeah. come out in the wash, but right now the reason I can't like I'm kind of anti is because it does typically favour groups that are already overrepresented. Yeah. I have like I work with organisations where I see it. Most of the organisations I work with actually there's it to some degree because when you work in small organisations they're more likely to do referrals. like referrals, yeah. not have an internal recruiter and that sort of thing. So you get a lot more through referrals and you get a lot of the same kind of people. And yeah. sometimes referrals are hey, this is somebody I used to work with, they're really good, no problem. Um, Well, mostly no problem. And then you get all referrals of, oh, my cousin, my brother, my sister's somebody does this, like, oh, they'll be good. And sometimes they're not good and sometimes they are, but you just see a lot more in smaller organisations where they haven't yet invested in a TA function, a talent acquisition function. Mm, mm, I hear that. But this is why I also think... um, for the companies who care when it comes to like diversity and inclusion to actually make sure that you are doing what you say because mm-hmm. when it comes to things like referrals if you do want more diversity but you're not treating your um differently abled employees the way you're treating um everybody else or giving them that same like equity your um ethnic minorities your gay people whatever it is like if you're not actually treating them how you're supposed to then you're not going to get necessarily referrals for mm-hmm. those types of people because they're like well why the hell would i bring someone here literally if i'm being yes. dragged every single day and, and that is that is what it is <laughs> that's exactly what it is like you'll have you won't you need to invest in the experience of the people who are already there so yeah, they can yeah. be telling people like yeah this is a great place to work yeah because otherwise like you know if you if you have people that you like you could never you could there's certain places that i've worked anyway at least one place in particular that i couldn't in good conscience tell anybody to come 100 percent. no you yeah. know that you feel like there's a job here you mm-hmm. could probably do it you might mm-hmm. make some money but i can't do that to you because i actually like you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least if i don't like you i don't hate you 100 <laughs> percent. like i'd never do it to you i wouldn't do it to you yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that's why it's important but I'm I'm not surprised, and a lot of businesses are small businesses as well. Like for sure, mm-hmm. if someone told me when I was hiring it, um, I got a couple of referrals. They weren't the right people, but like if someone told me I know someone they're really good, blah blah, like maybe check them out. Yeah, I would I would I would definitely check them out. Yeah, but I feel like that's different. Like that's that's a straight referral because there's no you're the person in power in that situation. Yeah, so it's not too bad. It would be more like you know well i don't know if you have like let's say i had a friend and it was that like if i if someone was your friend for instance and you recommended that person to me the relationship that we have is a, is a friendship yeah, relationship and true. if if they're leveraging the fact that you're my friend to get that to get um i guess some favor in that or some advantage in that then i guess it is it is sort of nepotism yeah that's true yeah that's true. i don't think i've ever been able to I would love to. I mean, I would love to take advantage of some nepotism, but I don't yeah, think I've been able. No, I've tried. I, I, I haven't had the. 
I, th- I think it is potentially now I think where I am in my career and some of the relationships I've built I think there's potential for me to experience nepotism yeah in a positive way eventually is it like the relation this is why I don't this is what I don't know this is the bit I don't get the only thing I'd be able to say that I've maybe experienced nepotism with is I spoke about my first client and how or my first like time doing um picking up a contingent recruitment job that's someone that I know but I know them from work but we are also friends now and they gave me the role but I'd like to think that obviously that's nepotism yeah yeah but did they get, but they also had other recruiters working no they didn't ha- they I've also spoke to other recruiters it's still nepotism how does nepotism work is it like I think that's nepotism is it, the oppo- is it that they give you the op- is it that you get access to the opportunity because of your or you get selected because of that I think it's both I think it's you you have access to the opportunity like quicker but also the person who's given you access to that opportunity has influence over whether or not you get, get that opportunity. opportunity and that was definitely the case for me. yeah that's nepotism yeah 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 oh, i love that yeah, yeah that's nepotism <laughs> am i a nepo baby yeah oh i love that yeah, who's your favorite nepo baby Ooh, who's my favorite nepo baby i feel like you i know what you're gonna say the one that everyone says who everyone say blue ivy I don't think that's my favourite Nepo baby. Really? I love Blue Ivy, but I don't think that's my favourite Nepo baby. She's, she's one of the greats. She's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite. I don't know. Liam Gallagher's daughter seemed like she was good vibes. I saw her on TikTok. She was like, she was just saying, yeah, like I got lots of advantages from and, my dad being what? Liam Gallagher, but why would I not take them? Like she was Literally. really like honest about it. She was I'd, like, yeah, like I'd I'm not going to pretend like I worked. Yeah, like as hard as everyone else to get them. Like my dad is Liam Gallagher. Literally, I'd be the same as well. I don't know. I I I really like um, LeBron James's kids. Like I know Brony is playing like professional basketball now. So, are you a nepo baby? If you're, because obviously in certain things that you just have the also have the talent as well. Like you just have, like for instance, um, Sean Wright Phillips, Bradley Wright Phillips. What they're footballers, footballers but they had to be i guess nepot- nepotism doesn't take away from the fact that you are still good at what you but do it's giving you the opportunity for example like if you're a singer there's loads of really really good singers mm. out there but if you're not you know that like i don't oh gosh okay it'll be it so won't like, co- be as hard for you yeah like people are gonna be like huh but like for example someone like koi Ray, yeah you know who Quinn is. Catch another good. flight. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm making one a bite. Like her dad is Benzino. He yeah. was like the um, one of the founders of the Source magazine, like hip hop magazine, one of the biggest magazines at the mm. time for hip hop. Yeah, like she's not that great. Mm. She's okay, but the reason why she was able to kind of like even build that was because mm. of who her Tiana dad is. Taylor, Nepo baby. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, I would say Tiana. Tia, okay, well, Tiana's got great talent, but she was yeah, able to I mean. be in spaces. Them, doesn't though. mean that you don't have talent. It yeah, but like you, you, and you, you got access to opportunities. Access, yeah, it's the access changes to those opportunities. Diddy's twins—they're they're, going to be models. They're great. They've got the model look. Obviously, we've got all the Kardashians. You got literally—they're all nepo. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, who would they be? Who would all these little? Anyway, oh, I saw a video of um, you know that what's her name, um, Kendall. You know Kendall when she does a video of Kendall talking about I took my name off I took my last name off all my casting things because I wanted people to take me seriously as a model. Oh, it's rather because, than having Jenna, yeah, it's not because I was a you know because I was a Jenna. I didn't want them to know my G. We can see your face. You're literally on everywhere. TV. Yeah, like we know who they know who you are when you go to the casting. Yeah, like the my the ones the nepo babies I hate the most are the ones that don't acknowledge that they're nepo yeah. babies. I like Brooklyn as well. Brooklyn Beckham. He's oh, okay, one of my, cool, cool, cool. I like him. I like him as a nepo. Oh, baby. um. What's that one, Nicole Nicole Richie? Oh, I love Nicole from the Simple Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, yeah. Like all of that. There's, there's actually so many. Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, she's up. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. She's one a of great my favorite babies. babies. Yeah. yeah, she's fab. I was watching Girlfriend yesterday. Anyway, I watched it start to finish when it came out on Netflix. So did I. I'm, I'm on the third time now. I really shouldn't admit <laughs> this, but I can watch the same. Like once I, I, I find comfort in it. Like I can. I watch Girlfriends, Marisha, my wife and kids. Like. From beginning to end, like all the I time. can't do that. Like I have to. It has to be a certain amount of time. So I've forgotten, like what? No, no, no. I'm fine. And then I'll do it in the mix of like cu- I'm currently watching Black Mirror and stuff. So, mm. 
But um, I intend to have some leopard babies in the future. Yeah, I love that. Like, I always say, like, with my son, you know, having all these different, like, amazing people around me, like, he literally... There's going to be opportunities. Yeah, like, he should have access based on all my, yeah. you know, friends and family and what you yeah. all do. It's all just, it's all about not raising, like, a whatless child. Like, yeah, like, oh, you're in, you're into music? Go speak to your auntie dish. You're into you that. want You Go, want to you yeah. take, you want someone, like... Even if your baby is a nepo baby, you want them to speak about them like Tiana Taylor, like what you yeah, just said, like good. yeah, nepo, but she's good. Yeah, you don't want yeah, her to yeah, be like yeah. looking at Koyla Ray, like not to say that she's not, she's, she's obviously good enough, but she's not necessarily like the the, the person that would have stood out in a crowd if she didn't have the connections. If you yeah. know what I mean, yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like I'm, I'm like I said, I'm for nepotism. I'm not necessarily. I can't be for it. knowing what I know about the world, but for me, I'm for it. Yeah, I just exactly. don't even know at my level. <laughs> let me tell you, yeah, I could have experienced nepotism from a very young age. So one of my, uh, I've got two older brothers. One of them was a, was a manager at office. You know, the office, the shoe, shoe shop, and it was years and years ago. So as I turned, maybe I was like sixteen. So I was looking for a job, and um, my brother, he gave my other brother a job. Now this other brother He did not do the right things Yeah You know this other brother And if he was here He would be jumping on the mic <laughs> To correct yeah. To correct me But now he didn't do the right things And maybe he didn't take the job As seriously as he should have taken it And obviously you're the manager And now you're looking bad Because your nepo baby brother Ain't doing the right things So now your You know Potential nepo baby sister Comes along And asks for a job And You say no You say no <laughs> That's what happened That's what happened And I to this day, I'll never forgive him because I would have, I would have been, you know me, I would have been on job. Yeah, yeah. I would have been one of the best. Lit I would, well. Listen, I would have been one of the best employees he ever had. We gave the opportunity to the wrong sibling, and that's what happened. And now we'll never know. <laughs> exactly. So I could have been a nepo baby from early, but that's hilarious. Those that came before me messed it up. Okay, so last thing before we um, wrap up is I saw another survey. Um, that surveyed 2,000 C-suite leaders. Mm-hmm. So it's like chief exec, chief financial officer, chief marketing officer, chief technology officer, and then men there, and then women there. Yeah, then men there. And they did a, a survey um, with thousands of them and 4,500 HR managers too. Okay. And it was to find out you know what both parties needs what they both need in terms of their relationships with each other their working mm-hmm. relationships and c-suite leaders acknowledged that they need to get hr more involved in a lot okay. of their decisions then do it but um 63 percent of those said they still do not know what hr do and would like better understanding of what they do I'm so sorry, but how do you get to C level? No, nah, do you know I can I can excuse some C's. CTO, I can probably excuse yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not I can interested in us. <laughs> yeah, I can maybe uh, chief technology officer, chief product officer. I can kind of, I can kind of. You said if you're into tech, you're okay. I can forgive you because yeah. maybe that's not what you didn't have as so much to do in it. But other people on in the C suite, how can you not be know what HR do? And who who's like I. Whose responsibility is it? It's, I guess is it for us to say what we do, or for them, t- knowing that people are probably the main thing running their business to find out what HR are there to do. I think it's a bit of both. I feel like there needs to be more accountability on leaders when they get into those positions, on actually being more proactive on on understanding how best to work with HR. I don't think that necessarily sits with just HR to say, hey, I'm so-and-so and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Like, Because why, who else what, does that? Who yeah, else does that? Like, does the like finance what, person come to you? Maybe your business partner might, your, your yeah, finance business partner. But you're right. Like, How do you get to that level without using HR in a strategic way at different points in your career before mm-hmm. getting to that level? Should you be in that level if you haven't even experienced that's the that real stuff? question? Because I think some, I think you probably should have had to work with partner with HR in a strategic way before that. But realistically, people get promoted for really different things. Like you could, that's why I say CTO. Not that it's not important for them, but 
a lot of the time they're not promoted on the basis of their people management ability no, or even their people yeah. understanding like they literally just when, kind of outsource that yeah, when hr become ai they'll they'll want to be interested in us <laughs> they become ai yeah. no but i just i just i just don't think a lot, enough people care like it's just it's not even positioned as something they should care about so i give you an example when you're gonna be like when you're being promoted to that kind of c-suite level let's say you're gonna you're an ops manager or you're an ops operations director and now you're gonna be a um the coo the chief operations officer right there's certain things that a lot of companies will do for you give you training give you coaching give you mentoring like on something like finance so they'll make sure that as you're getting to the director level you know you are going to be obviously managing your P&L probably from when you're more junior than mm. that but you need to be able to make sure that you can be in the meeting like the board meeting or the SLT meeting the senior leadership team meeting and that you'll be able to hold your own when they start talking about EBITDA and all this other kind of stuff like they'll make sure that you are able to do that you'll mm. be coached around that you'll mm. they'll specifically say okay you know spend some time with the cfo you know spend some time with your finance business partner like you'll be directed to those areas to make sure that you're able to do that Mm -hmm. but why are they not like why do we not do that for hr like why do we not get to point me like you know you need to be fully across all your hr stuff go and spend some time with the with the hr team the people team you know find out you know go speak to your hr business partner find out you know exactly what they do and make sure that you fully understand this because they're gonna we're gonna talk about it in the board meeting and you need to be across it that don't happen it doesn't but to a certain level it should it yeah should. it definitely should but i just don't think people still don't take hr seriously enough to go out of their way they don't which is why two-thirds of hr managers felt the most valued during the pandemic's peak rather than today and 60 percent say their strategic influence has reduced this meant that 50% of the HR managers didn't feel HR's input was valued by organisations. 70% wish it had a bigger influence. And that meant that 40% of HR managers also plan to leave their job within the next 6 to 12 months. I think it, I'm not surprised by the fact that um they felt that they were being used or more valued strategically during covid because no one knew what to do yeah and people were actually like looking the reality is that a lot of the times people don't know what to do like when it comes to people or they're maybe they're not the best um place person to do it but there's just a level of unseriousness that people think (laughs) when people think about hr they think we can do it all they do it just fluffy stuff you know so they just think that they can do our job but then when it was covid i think that's the first time they really did ah maybe we can't do this like i can't like help me when really they should probably be thinking about that like a lot more yeah i don't know if it was just me but i felt like during the pandemic and and like just a little bit afterwards i saw so many hr roles Mm. like i saw a lot and i felt like part of that was because people felt like oh actually we We need this person in place yeah just in case it's all well and good thinking that you can do hr's job until people people think hr is easy Mm. people think they can just walk into hr like the amount of people now i'm going off on one but the amount of people who have like they have zero connection to hr like there's they're not in a role where hr is anything to do with them have come to me and said oh lisa i'm ready i'm going to move into hr can i go straight into like a manager position who are you what qualifications come, you've do you come have? to offend me you've actually come to offend me because no like you can't do what makes you think you can just walk into a hr no, but role people literally it? think it's a very unserious they do, profession they do but you you can stay there and think that it's unserious you should let them do it because when like, they cry when they cry when they're crying down the phone yeah you'll be like oh, literally you think will. it's unserious like they they think we're glamorized admin mm. is what people think a lot of people think of yeah HR yeah yeah i'm I'm with you everyone just thinks they can do our job so i think covid was the first time when they were like wow like maybe we actually need someone with this expertise i love what people talk about expertise when yeah. they talk about hr people yeah i'm like yeah be knowing yeah be be knowing. we have expertise yeah. no because it's not just like a one size fits all anybody can do it kind it's of really situation not. it's not at all but people think it is and it's so offensive like you're not me you'll never be me <laughs> 
Okay. You can't yeah. do what I do. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's not easy. But you know, those who are in HR that are listening, I know you appreciate us and we appreciate you. How do you think we can get, you know, or how can we support or work with that kind of C-suite level to help them understand, like, what we do? I think it's what we say all the time, to be fair, which is, like, you just have to speak their language. We, you just have to have that commercial knowledge of what they're trying to achieve for the business and just let them know, like, how you can help and what that looks like and just build those relationships like just general you know familiar relationships where they even you're even a person that comes to mind because a lot of the time with people at that level HR if they don't have a good relationship with their HR business partner you're not going to be the person that comes to mind yeah if you have that familiar like friendly relationship with them they will genuinely come to you even when you're not even the appropriate person in HR to go to mm. which is what I find like with me because I'm ER um sometimes things will go to the HR business partners that have really good relationships mm-hmm. with their leaders rather than me but yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know but they've built those relationships even, it's not even a bad thing it's not a bad thing at you, all like, the business partners are plugged into all the right yeah people, yeah yeah because then they, they it's helpful for yeah. me yeah, yeah yeah so I think it's just like giving that um given talking in their language and giving them the understanding of this is what it looks like if you actually partner with me and it's important to have real business partners like a real business partnering function as well yeah because if you have a real business partnering function that's actually their role to be Mm -hmm. out there with like and if they're doing their job they people will kind of see the strategic benefit in having them around yeah just like that like if people allow them the space to do the job that they're there to do yeah and i I mean anyone who knows me personally they know that i sometimes drag the hr business partner role but deep down (laughs) Uh, it's not for me like sometimes it's like what are you not doing but anyway like deep (laughs) deep down deep down i know the value i know the value of the deep deep down deep somewhere deep (laughs) deep down if i dig I know the value of the the HR business partner role. And this is it's key for to, for keeping that visibility mm-hmm. of what's going on in the orgs. Because, for example, when something comes to me, I don't have that visibility. So all I know is somebody's they've effed up where mm-hmm. they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. But the HR business partner will have extra context of yeah, and they can this is what the org is like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This happened, and this has led to this, which now has blown up to this. So. Mm. I get it. So you can't, yeah, I just think you can't really have, not if you're especially when you're a big organisation, you can't have a a good understanding of every single business area. So that's where business partners can really shine because yeah. they can get into the real weeds mm-hmm. of their business area, mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. the challenges, understand like Agreed. the kind of specific kind of environment, yeah. the micro environment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up you HRBPs. We have quite a few that listen, you know. Yeah, and HRBP is the role that everyone always wants to do. Like when you talk, that's literally the role everyone. Wants yeah, to like do. when you be like, oh, what do you want to do in HR? They be like, oh, I think I want to be a HRBP. And I'll just be thinking. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, okay. Sometimes I think, why? One of my um on Black and HR, one of the most shared um um posts is you know there was a TikTok sound where it was like. I like this one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I did one with different HR yeah. roles. And for the HRBP, it was, we get it. You <laughs> like this one. <laughs> and everyone was like, kiki in the comments. I was like, yeah, you all want to be HRBPs. But it's all good. Yeah. We, we, I understand why people like that role. It's the most like, it's just the one that people, I think it's the one of the most glamorized HR roles when you're in HR. I just think it's just because it's called a business partner. Like it just feels like it sounds sounds yeah like i'm important it does but i i think it's like when i was growing up in hr i wanted to be a hrbp because Mm. it just looked like the role to be in like it was glamorized like it wasn't you wasn't doing all the admin you weren't doing all the notes you were literally the person having teas and coffees with all these different people and getting to know them and it doesn't feel so back office yeah like, like people HR know who you are very yeah office, but it yeah. doesn't feel but it feels like quite yeah front of house. yeah so i get why people want to be a hr business partner yeah not same. me but yeah. shout out you guys yeah you guys are doing well 
Um, we have some announcements. A an announcement. You're looking at me. Oh like, yeah, I'm it? looking at her like, what is she talking about? Yeah, you know, it's not the kind of big announcement like that. But um, we have decided that we're going to change the day that we put new episodes of the podcast out. So they used to come out on Fridays, mm-hmm. but going forward, they will be coming out on Mondays. So good, like. I think good for a start of the work week, get mm-hmm. your head back into work, mm-hmm. you know, listen on your Monday morning commute or whenever. Mm-hmm. And that's just from, for us from a sustainability perspective. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't even know the last time we got that episode out on a Friday at midnight. I try not to think about it. Yeah. But this will make it a bit easier for us to, well, we'll definitely be able to kind of keep up with the regular Thank cadence you. of getting um, yeah. things out. So yeah. that's that. We are gonna find a way to introduce ourselves on every episode. I was gonna say, like, um, you know, this is the end of the um, the episode, and <laughs> I've been Vols, <laughs> and I have been Lola, but you can call me Lola if you like, yeah, and you can call me Vilisa <laughs> if you want. That's a wrap, guys. <laughs> Bye.